We're back! All right, welcome back to the Crossover Cellist. I'm your host, Louis Patzner. I'm here with drummer extraordinaire, impresario, um, percussionist, sure. composer, yeah. Jordan Glenn. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, this is my first episode since October. Oh, wow. But I'm gearing up for season two. <laughs> I, actually, I don't know if what we'll call it, you know. How often do these come out? Or were they coming Sometimes out? within one day of another one. Nope. Oh, I see. Wow. Sometimes. Okay. Not since, uh, you know, mid to late October until late December. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, Jordan, uh... Let's see, we did the Brett Carson opera together. Yes. Um, X-Ray Vision, Just Visiting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we done some stuff with Roscoe Mitchell, orchestral oh, yeah. music. Uh-huh. You showed me the crazy uh, notated drum music. Right. Yeah, transcriptions. Yes. Of a, another drummer improvising. Yes. Yeah. But notated hit for hit. Or would you call them yeah. notes? Hit for hit. <laughs> Uh, we did some stuff at Pro Arts, remember? Yeah, we did my uh, Jordan Glenn with strings. Yeah, you you play around with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I remember we did a show together at Hotel Utah. Right. What was that band? The band I was playing with was Inward Creature. Inward Creature. And who were you playing with? I, I was playing with Lottie Da. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and well, you played with the uh, in the Fred Frith trio. Right. Yeah, with Jason Hoops. Yeah, you got some other projects. Well, you're co-curating the Do-Over music series. Yes. Is that always at Temescal Center for the Arts? Yes. Yes, okay. and this one coming up in January is the is like the first. Oh, one. sick. We had two preview events. I mean, they were the, si- they were the same. They're, they're, it basically started in, in November. Yeah. I did one in November. Yeah. And then Lisa did one in December. No, I did. Sorry, I did mine in October. Preview one. Yeah. Lisa Mezzacapa, bassist, who I'm, um, you know. She's co- the other co-curator. Exactly. She did hers um, in December. Yeah. Okay. And now the official like monthly yeah. one's going to start. January January fifth. January fifth. Saturday, uh, January fifth. Eight p.m. Eight p.m. Eight p.m. Downbeat. Adam, and the address is. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. we're gonna uh, we're gonna that Art out. Center. Do you want me to Art say the address? No, 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 no. I'm just okay. Kidding. Yeah, because people can. All right, so Jordan, um, where are you from? I'm from Eugene, Oregon. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I knew that, but I had forgotten. I've been there a few yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a, a great town. Yeah, it's nice to grow up there. For sure. So I think maybe we had this conversation where I said, oh, there are a lot of mountains around Eugene. And you're like, mountains? <laughs> what are those? But, uh, uh, huge hills? Is that well, qualified? I definitely went on a hike. No, I, there's a couple buttes, as they're called. A butte is like, a, um, a it's flat small, on the top, right? I guess so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's Skinner's Butte and uh, Spencer's Butte. Yeah. And they are on, one's on like the south end of Eugene and one's yeah. on the kind of... You know, edge of the river. Right. 
Because north. Because the Oakland Hills are hills. Yes. They'll connect, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, these buttes are kind of standalone, almost like yeah. huge rocks. Yeah. Except, well, I don't know, man. I've never actually been to the southern butte, so I, I think that's more part of a yeah. hill slash mountains. Okay. Beginning of the mountain range. Uh, well, I think this is all very interesting yes. for your listeners. <laughs> um, do you go back and play in Eugene ever? Uh, not a lot, but I was just there earlier this, well, maybe like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, played a jazz show with Ben Goldberg, clarinetist, who uh-huh. lives here. Uh-huh. And um, Todd Sikoff, who's this bass player, who used yeah. to live here. I know Todd. I, I play oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he lives in Eugene now. And has cool. been for the last four years, maybe? Yeah. And uh, they had this kind of um, crazy idea of recording a record. That's this crazy. guy, Billy Barnett's studio. He has got an amazing studio. Sweet. Right outside of Eugene, kind of. Yeah. Um, in this really beautiful hillside. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we recorded a record there, improvised. Yeah. And then kind of cobbled a little bit, overdubbed and stuff. Sure. Um, studio magic. Studio magic, for yeah. sure. Uh, okay. That's but yeah, cool. I don't play there. Right yeah. That's just like a day in the life for you, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, wish. working yeah. on a record here and there. Well, you know, yeah. Doing, doing these seri- series, uh, playing in some whack-ass opera. Whack-ass you know, in the best, <laughs> In the best possible ways. Yeah, whack-ass. Yeah. That's it the was, whole way. It was out of this world. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. I would yeah. I would say the performances were successful. Yeah, we're, hard work. Aren't, aren't yeah. we having that? It was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. Aren't we having like a viewing party or something? I hope so. I was going to inquire in about theory. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know nothing. Well, I'm going to, yeah. Not, I was going to inquire <laughs> with Brett. Yeah, I was going to email Brett. Yeah. Um, so, okay, then you moved to Oakland. In 2006. Yeah. Now, you didn't go to Mills. I did go to Mills. You did go to Mills for grad yeah. school. Yes. What was your major? Uh, improvisation. Improvisation. Yeah. Performance, I guess. Yeah. Performance with a emphasis on improvisation. And so, did you study with Willie? Yes, I did. He was like your private teacher? Yeah. How do you say and his Fred name? And Fred Winant. Yeah. I always say Winat or something like that. I always no. get it wrong. Winant. Willie Winant. Or he'll say why not. That's uh, how he likes to... Well, he's a... Right. The goofball, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Fred was you. You yeah. took private lessons from Fred. Yes. Well, they were. It was a practicum. You know, supposed to be a composition practicum. Same with Roscoe Mitchell. Yeah. That's what you signed up for, and then. But with both those guys, I just played with them mostly. Yeah. Talked a little bit about composition to start with, but then just played. Yeah. So I'm excited to be doing this show because yes. I honestly do way more um, non-experimental improv. Right. Well, uh, what, what does that mean, then? That means... That, non-experimental mean, that means, improv. like, improvising over chord changes, oh, over forms. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in the crossover string world. Uh, we, well, yeah. We, we do a lot of, like, one-chord or two-chord improv sections. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, yeah, sure. But it's very much, like, with a beat, usually. Uh-huh. It's in a certain... Yeah. Tonal, um, predetermined tonal configuration. Yeah. No, that's really, in- no, I absolutely know what you mean. That's really interesting. But I do like to do the um, more experimental well, stuff. Well, but that's, the, the, here's the thing, is I, 
I'm not. I, I'm not seeing it as experimental improv. Yeah. Um, everything you just described, you can do. Right. As the improviser. Yeah. You play however you want. Right. And all that stuff's welcomed. Yeah. I mean, whatever you feel, people feel comfortable doing. If yeah. that's their wheelhouse, if that's, kind, you know, I, I know certain things about most of these people that are playing in this. Yeah. Group. Right. And if I've never really played with them before or know them personally. Yeah. You know, there's, I, I've seen them play. I know a bit about some of their music that they've done. Yeah. Um, and some are straight ahead jazz folks. Some are classical musicians like yourself. Sure. I mean, not to label you as... I'm a, I'm a classical musician, amongst other things. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, uh... You know, I think you could say the same thing about Christina Stanley, you know? Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. she might be more something... She might be more... Sure. Uh, a vocalist... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...than a classical violinist these days, yeah. but she certainly is a classical violinist. Right. Yeah, I mean, everyone has got their, their experiences that they're pulling from yeah and that's what i would ideally that's what this is about is yeah everyone meeting in this place not trying to be not trying to uh you know think it's supposed to be something and try to go towards that you know we're gonna figure it out together yeah that's the idea yeah um because this 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 series this do-over music series and the one coming up in particular that you're playing on yeah is going to be all conducted improvisation. Yeah. And I've been working at kind of developing this language and kind of codifying some ideas I've had and, um, you know, borrowing stuff from, you know, uh, people that have really done this. Yeah. Made their career out of this kind of stuff. Butch Morris. Stuff I've learned from Fred. Yeah. And uh, Zena Parkins, Wallet Mills. Yeah, um, the Rova Sax Quartet. Um, Ro- Rova Sax. Yeah, saxophone. saxophone Quartet. Yeah, they have done a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, they have a whole personal language they use between themselves that they they conduct each other, and um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. But I, yeah, I'm really into this kind of um, spontaneous music making with a large group. Yeah, and kind of steering the the band a little bit and kind of playing the band yeah and trying to strike a balance between like control and letting the ensemble dictate what happens yeah and not trying to you know it always works best if you keep an open mind and try and stay in the moment rather than go here's some idea I had where it starts out like this and then maybe it goes into this kind of thing and then we end like this. Yeah. It never works for me to really? try to force that. You can do it, but then it, it never sounds as exciting and rich as like it just kind of coming together in some magical way. Yeah. It's always a dice roll. So are we going to be looking at music? Uh, no, but I have done this in the past with mixing some notated stuff. Yeah. And cues to say, play this, you know. So we might be looking at, like, at, at instructions. No, or no, 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 no. No, nothing. Nothing. Just I, we're going to have a talk. Gonna and we're going to re- have a rehearsal. Exactly. Yeah. I found that works way better than giving somebody a piece of paper with text on it. Yeah. Or, like, some 
what are those called? You know, where it's like a drawing of a hand gesture or something. There's a name for these things. Yeah, uh, it never. You know, it's like triangle with a snake tail. I remember that was a song <laughs> for. Oh man, why am I forgetting? Do you know Cornelius? No, not Cornelius Boots. Cornelius Cardew? No, no, no. I'm no, thinking I don't. of a different dude. Don't worry about it. Well, anyway, <laughs> that was a song. A triangle with snake, uh, a snake head. Yeah, that stuff is good. If I, I mean, I, I have, I have a document that I build upon and I keep for myself. Sure. That has all the descriptions and kind of you know, so just so I can like yeah kind of have it organized in my mind but yeah. i don't think it makes sense unless someone wants to see it and hold on to it which i'm happy to do right they can have it but yeah in terms of playing this stuff and learning it and figuring it out it makes no sense to me yeah to put the paper in front of them and then like yeah. have that a part of it because it just it gets in the way people are trying to they'll look at you you do something they look at the paper like what does that mean and yeah it just it's so much quicker i think people will start to get it because I try to make it intuitive, too. You that know what I mean? seems like it would help. And it's just... It's something I've been working on, so hopefully it's... And that's part of this music series. The initial concept was... I had been expressing to Lisa that there's this large band that I um, conduct called um, Beak. Yeah. Which... Is I call I, I'm kind of moving away from that name because I, I did I see you guys at Great American Music Hall oh for Crystal's wedding yeah Crystal, Crystal Mark's wedding. wedding yes yes yeah well a version of it that's what and that was you conducting it. I'm trying to remember yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay and cool. that had music yeah oh and, yeah right um, I remember there were music stands and things like yeah that. and that for that we I took like uh, Crystal's music of Crystal and Marks uh huh and chopped it up yeah and we used that as like the material to kind of play with. Um, because I didn't want to use my music, right? Because the band also was kind of a mix of people that had been in Beak, and some people that had never been in Beak, right? And so it was kind of like I didn't want to call it. They didn't. Want, they didn't necessarily want to call it that either. Yeah. Um. I anyways, the name is like. Oh, there's also like kind of a. I guess some. This was brought to my attention recently. There's a some prog brand, brand, prog, prog band band yeah. called Beak. Yeah, um, and and you know that's well known and apparently and I so I'm calling this so the the well, I'm getting off track here the music series um, I'm not you know I'm not thinking in terms of like oh this is Beak yeah but that's that was initially the idea was like I wanted to kind of do a residency or something that was a regular gig yeah for this group so we could like really cultivate yeah. this kind of improvised language yeah. Uh, conducting thing yeah and um, and you know I've only done one back in November October mm-hmm. and this is the first of the series but I'm tr- my mindset at least for these first few are gonna are, is to be like completely improvised and I'm trying to put together ensembles that are um, different and have a lot of new people in them yeah like yourself and like this group for the one on the fifth, I think um, I don't think anybody in the group has really done this with me before. Right. I mean, Christina Stanley has done a little bit. Yeah. With like in a couple. Uh, well, I did a thing called the Wiener Kids Family Band. I had a trio called Wiener Kids, and then I expanded it to be like a 
13 piece band. Okay. Maybe not, maybe that's too much, 10, something like that. Anyways, I, um, that was like formally arranged yeah. pieces of music. Yeah. And she was in that, and that involved a couple open yeah. sections where I conducted a little bit. Right. Um, and just, you know, for anyone listening that knows anything about conducted improvisation, I just want to make this clear. I'm, there's something called conduction that Butch Morris invented, or it's his okay. trademark kind of term. Yeah. I'm not doing conduction. What is that? It's, it's basically, well, it's, <laughs> it's basically what I'm doing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but not, not really. Well, I'm, 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 I'm doing, it's hard, you know, like if, here's but you a, just said you're not doing it and then, but that is what you're doing. Well, I'm, I'm doing conducted real time improvisation and that's yeah. what he did. And he has a whole. So you're not doing codif- his method. No. His right codification. Yes. Right. Exactly. I mean, there might be a couple things that are pretty close yeah. and I have, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I've I've really dug deep with him, and I some of the things are are close, and there's some things I am borrowing, kind of. Yeah. But I've tweaked a bit, and then there's things that, um, you know, F- Fred did with the the improv ensemble at Mills, that were his own kind of cues that sure. meant certain things, um, and I'm trying to I'm developing some stuff of my own, but it's I, some people in the past have called, like have said, called what I'm doing conduction, and I just wanted to make it clear. Conduction applies to his specific. I yeah, and I just don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, right. get into trouble anyway or anyone because there's a lot of people that are like you know disciples of his or, or have played with in his ensembles. Yeah, right. And um, you know, and I think in in some circles that stuff's kind of as it should be. It's 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 a uh, you know kind of oh, sacred's too strong of a word, but it's it's you know. You don't want to be just like kind of doing like, oh, I'm doing this stuff and it's conduction and, yeah. you're, and you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I don't want to pretend I know what I'm talking about. And so I'm not, I'm trying to develop my own thing. Yeah. But obviously, you know, I, there's, I'm looking at what came before and I'm trying to work in some of this stuff. It seems like it would be a smart way of doing it. Well, and I think that's the way though, like he would respect. You yeah. Know? Right. And, and Rova's done the same thing. They've kind of, you know, they have some things that are borrowed from him, mm-hmm. but they've developed their own yeah. language with it. And um, so that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, so I just wanted to make that clear. Can, if anyone researches, which I highly recommend. Butch Morris. Butch Morris, Conduction. There's Who's a great, Butch Morris? I don't know. Uh, Butch Morris, is a, he was a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. He passed away a few years ago, maybe, oh, I don't know. 2012. Was he a local guy? He spent some time here in the 70s, maybe. Oh, God, I don't know. Someone's going to hear this and go, no, he was there. And so I'll look it up, there. you know. I'll look it up. Yeah, but, you know, you see, he was based in New York for forever. Okay. And he had a bunch of different ensembles there. Yeah. Um, and he's a, one of these free and broke guys. Yeah. And he has a great workbook that just, um, after he passed away... Um, some people close with him uh, kind of finished up the uh, what do you call it took his notes because he was writing a book Uh, to kind of like a a workbook and they finished it up and kind of um, published it and it's really great it has all these descriptions illustrations and categories of what the signs mean and how they're 
executed, ways to practice them. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. It's, it definitely gets you thinking about stuff. And there's tons of videos you can find online of him working with ensembles. Yeah. He was very open about like teaching it. And um, like the, he did a talk for, with Rova as part of some kind of um, this series that they were doing. I think you can find it online maybe on, um, I don't know, Vimeo or something like that. But there's a, this really great long discussion and talk he does describing what he's doing. And he's working with a string ensemble. And he's teaching it to the group as he's like explaining it to the audience. And then he's fielding questions yeah. as it goes. And it's really informative and, and really gets at what he's after. Like, why is he doing that? There's this great question somebody asked where they were like, what if you wanted the whole ensemble to play a, um, like a concert G, like, to, you know, to kind of, how would you, how would you get that mm -hmm. using this method he was doing? And he's like, well, I, I could write on a piece of paper, G, play G and point to it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But he's like, I'm not interested in doing that. Right. He wants it to be this back and forth between the players and himself yeah and to create something together yeah he's improvising with them and they're improvising with each other right and you know it's all uh yeah yeah it's this communal practice and that's kind of you know I, I really like that aspect of it that's why i want to get more people involved yeah totally. and it'll help me as somebody trying to uh, articulate this stuff and not teach it but just kind of quickly get a handle on it so we can get to making music yeah um yeah my yeah. my teacher in college used to say like you know the best kind of music making is when you you shake hands with somebody you don't even know and just make music together and one great thing about classical music is you know we're all steeped in this tradition of playing the page mm -hmm. and so you can do that you know with yeah. orchestra or or chamber music um, it's harder to do that when you're playing in like a rock band with your friends you know what I mean yeah. or that format yeah. you know where you really have to know the music and there's no sheet music or anything but this is kind of the uh, the other end of it where we we are all meeting and there's no music and we're all also on the same page in a, because we have you there yeah. leading us so yeah. I'm really excited yeah, I, 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 me too. Because and I, this is all acoustic. I wanted to do something that was okay. I was going to ask. No amplified instruments and stuff. Because, uh, yeah, just to just to try it out. Um, I love playing acoustic. Oh man, I think it's going to sound really good. Yeah. Uh, I should say a part of this series too. Um, like I said, there's you know I wanted to have a kind of a regular large group thing that I could conduct. Yeah. And and Lisa has this duo with uh, this drummer Jason Levis called Duo B, okay. and they've had that for a very long time. And they've been thinking about kind of expanding that to like a what they're calling the Duo B experimental big band. And so then Lisa kind of put this series together, or yeah. like kind of, you know, we were both expressing the same need, right? And so she was like, well, let's hit up Thomas Clark and yeah. and we arranged it and, it and it's working out so we're alternating months yeah she'll do February um, do you know do you know what next month is going to be for her yeah 
Um, yeah, it's uh, Randy McKeon, this uh, woodwind player from um, Grass Valley. Mm-hmm. He's going to be um, playing a solo set yeah. to um, open the evening. And um, sorry, I'm getting to, getting all scatterbrained here. This this series is like we have a kind of a small opener, like solo, yeah, or maybe a duo. Like my thinking is a, a duo that's not two musicians, a musician and a dancer, yeah, could be, or a, a musician and a painter, a musician and a yeah. spoken word Poet. artist, yeah, uh, video artist, whatever, right. Um, and and something that's kind of new, or like hasn't been tried before. That and so, um, so for this one in January, I ask uh, percussionist Nava Dunkelman to present um, a solo set because I've never seen her play solo before. Yeah, she improvises a lot, and I've played with her, you know, tons of times, and I've seen her in just a lot of different improvised situations with people. But I've never seen her by herself just play. Right. And so uh, this was something I asked of her, and she, she's really down. Yeah. Um, and I think last month, Tim DeSillis, you may yep. know. Oh, yeah. Uh, percussionist, he, he presented a solo set that was really great. It was like vibraphone and uh, melodica. Yeah. And that was before Lisa's big band. We did a, um, a show, Starry Plow year or two ago where we both played solo and then oh, did wow. some stuff together so i wonder oh, if cool. it's some of the same stuff that he i don't remember the melodica really being part of it it was just vibes yeah. it might have been i mean it might have been yeah. part of it i don't know we played some box suites with drums oh cool it was fun oh i bet that was great um cool um so do over is there any significance to that name uh no just cool Lisa came up with we were trying to come up with something that seemed oh so like I should this. ask her you should ask her yeah. <laughs> oh there she is is yeah. that every first Saturday or yes. is that okay it's going to be every first Saturday I think in March it might be I got it I should know this Lisa's going to kill me uh, I think the one in March might be the first uh, sorry the second Saturday yeah just because of something she and I both are kind of yeah doing yeah um, but as, yes. so, as someone who is organizing some other concerts mm-hmm. in you know like trying to do this Glenville View classical series and at a church in Oakland. It's really good to have flexibility with that kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and I think that I really believe that exceptions are always okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we want to be consistent, though, you know, with it. Yeah. She's got... Fe- yeah, no, that helps, too. She's got February lined up. January, obviously, is what we're talking well, about. Well, March is like... March is mine. Yeah, March so. is mine, and I'm, uh, I need to get that together. So, any other uh, shows that we should mention here? Ooh. That, that are coming up? Or projects? Probably, or records that are coming out? Uh, nothing, not, nothing I can speak to for sure. I mean, I'm sure there's some gigs I could mention, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I should have, I should have mentioned this um, to you. It's okay. You know, it, it's, it's all on, uh, jordanglenmusic.com. Ah, that's the next if question. If someone wants to see, go there. Yeah. And this is a good excuse for me to update. 
yeah. that stuff. I mean, you know, everything's there, but the dates I tend to... Yeah. You know what I'm really good at is like three months after the fact, updating those three months on the website. So You update them after? Oh, yeah. It's just... So at the very least, I have a log of like what I've done somewhere. I probably should do that. <laughs> but I tend to, if, you know... I tend to not. Yeah. I tend to list things either just like a huge chunk and then that can go pretty far into the future or something that's happening that day or that you know the Mm -hmm. next day because I procrastinated too much but I never go back and add previous dates I I, I just I'm a something feels like I need to be complete about it you know what I mean it's probably good good to do just Uh, for the archive kind of yeah but, uh, yeah, I don't know how many people are actually looking at that. And I don't to, know. Yeah, who knows? You can probably check your stats. But, you know, if anyone wants to see on Facebook, I think these events that we were talking about with the Duel Over Music series are up there. Yeah. So I'll put those on the description. Duel sure. Over Series Facebook. JordanGlandMusic.com Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Fantastic. And we're going to hear a track. Yeah, all right. And you will figure that out. I'll send that to you, and, uh, yeah. I got a little bit rusty over the last couple months. Just one Not having done podcasts. Yeah. Well, um... Do you want one track? How long? Let's keep this all in here, too. Tell me how long it has to be, and then make it It, go. It really can be whatever. I've had tracks that are over ten minutes. Okay. Um, I've had... Short, short songs. If 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 it's pretty short, maybe send me a couple. Sure. Okay. You know what I mean. I'll send you stuff that has the me conducting something. Really, the only dude who got uh, more than one, or the only guest who had more than one song played was Cello Joe, oh. and that that was because it was the celebratory tenth episode. <laughs> um, Great. And so I I think. Something that you're conducting would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, well, that would be like what we're gonna yeah, be doing. Sure. Um, okay, great. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for crossover cellist. Uh, remember, it's not celloist; it's cellist. Thanks, Lewis. Oh yes, thank you so much, Jordan, for being on the show. It was a huge honor. <laughs> yeah, huge. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so for the show. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you.